Hello and welcome to Beer and This Week Coffee. Beer and is a podcast where we cover a style of beer each episode, accompanied by a topic of interest to one or both of us. My name is Adrian. Joining me, as always, uh, is Eric. How you doing, Eric? I'm good, H. How are you? I'm good, good. You always look surprised when I ask you how you are. <laughs> yeah, I know, but when when I'm always giving you the same answer. Yeah. But um, nice, nice to be chatting, chatting mm. tonight on a on a Thursday night. Yeah, rather than our usual Sunday. Yeah, recording on a Thursday. Couldn't work out the weekends. <laughs> Just well, a we're couple so of busy, busy boys. <laughs> um, but beer and is uh basically an excuse for us to talk about beer whilst we catch up. But we should note that this is definitely a discussion um of beer by non-experts. Uh, Adrian and I are mates from uni. Uh, currently living in different countries with Adrian in Melbourne and myself in Singapore. So yeah, this has been a good excuse to catch up, to remind me how pleasant Adrian is as a human being. Mm, Well scripted, Eric. Well scripted and read. (laughs) That's all you. That's all you, man. I was just wondering like um, how much you can get away with teleprompting and writing down the script for Eric. And yeah, Um, (laughs) turns out anything. I'm just, I just read what's on the script here. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm the... a robot. I'm a robot. <laughs> uh, on this week's episode, we are covering and drinking an any IPA, New England style IPA. Shall we crack yeah. our beers? Yep, we shall. And then we can go through what we brought. Ooh. Oh, mine's a bit. Oh, mine was a bit wet. <laughs> um so what have you bought eric i've um i brought one of my i guess um something i came across earlier this year it's not the one that i wanted but it was it's from the same brewery um it's uh from heretic um they're from yeah. california uh this one's called uh juicier than thou <laughs> and it's a um, New England style Indian pale ale with mango. Um, okay. But normally I get the 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 Mandarin flavored flavored one. But, ah, um, so this it's one you've a, had uh, a few times before. Yeah, yeah, but this is the mango one. Mm. The mango one I don't like as much, but it's still quite quite delicious. So yeah, cool. Yeah. That's all you could find. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You made me. You made me rush after work to to get this. But, um, <laughs> thankfully, thankfully, it was um available. <clears throat> yeah, I do so like you... to suggest beers that I happen to have in my fridge for the <laughs> the podcast. <laughs> you're the you're the guy of convenience. <clears throat> <laughs> um, uh, what what have you brought? I have brought quite deeds. Oh, sorry. Uh, it's deeds brewing. They're quiet deeds double. Juice train. Ooh. So it's a, oh. um, a double any IPA. It's actually been in my fridge quite a while. Um, it was packed. They don't have the best before, but it was packed in November of 2019. <laughs> um, oh. So um, well aged. I don't think that applies for beer, but anyway. Um, <laughs> the yeah, I guess we'll get into it, but it's um, a beer I've been scared to drink of on my own because it's 9% and it's 440 oh mils. So um, 
But it came to a point where I decided I needed to drink it and when better to do that than with you on this podcast, Eric. Uh, cheers, man. It's, um, I am, I am honoured. <laughs> well, before we get too much into our beers, shall we go through our any IPA facts? Yeah. Um, so with a New England IPA, what I realised at the start of the year was that um, it's definitely, um, to me anyway, it's definitely not as bitter as your um, standard IPA. It doesn't mm, taste mm. as bitter. And it's very, um, I guess you'd say juicier. Oh, yeah. That's all I can, really, that's all I can think of. So it, it, it feels like it really does quench your thirst. Is this a um, fact, a Eric? More. I think you're describing the wrong <laughs> in the wrong section oh shit yeah this is not a fact this is a personal this is, this is more of a uh, opinion yeah <laughs> um what what i um uh, what i do know as as a fact is that i i believe that they're always unfiltered is that correct <laughs> it's a fact that you believe good today yes mm. <laughs> is that right i don't oh, know no. to be honest um i was just going to read a website i don't know what what you're thinking <laughs> Oh, please do, please do. Please save me. So taken from Beer Cartel, which I think I've come across before when I type in insert style of beer here, history. Um, what are New England... On the same website. Ah, is, is that like Clean one of the up. first hits that came up that you got? Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. Um, well, New England IPA is a style of American IPA, um, which I guess, I don't know if I made some assumptions there but because it, like ipas indian pale ales were originated in england i thought the new england ipas were a new style of english ipa right and i didn't even consider that it was new england as in new england usa <laughs> um and that it was a variation of american ipa um Mm-mm. so Features an intense tropical fruit-centric hop aroma and flavor. It's heavily dry hop to the point of being hazy and has a fuller body, smoother flavor, and less perceived bitterness than typical IPAs, which definitely tasting mine right now. That's very true. Um, Yeah, it is very much a fruity (laughs) floral beer compared to that bitter IPA. Likewise with mine. Characteristics are achieved using a combination of brewing techniques, including the use of particular strains of yeast, the timing of when the hops are added, and adjusting the chemistry of the water, Um, Mm. whatever that means. So origins of New England IPA. It's a relatively new style of beer, uh, originally brewed out of Vermont, a small state in New England, a region in northeastern United States. It is... It's made a big splash, as the website says. <laughs> um, so it first started showing up around 2011, um, but it wasn't until 2015 that they started, I guess, branding it and styling it a bit more. I don't know. Um, yep. It was in some sort of guideline, and, yeah, it became quite sought after afterwards. I'm really paraphrasing and butchering it a little bit there. <laughs> I think you're reading along too and realizing this. Um, yep, yep. Yeah, the style supposedly began 14 years ago with an IPA called Hedy Topper, brewed by the Alchemist Brewery. Uh, yeah. I don't know if I'll go too far further with some of them. 
Oh, the haziness is caused by a variety of techniques that brewers say are primarily aimed at enhancing aromas and creating a smooth, creamy mouthfeel while reducing the harsh bitterness associated with more conventional IPAs. This includes using certain yeast strains that leave fruity esters in the beer, as well as suspended matter, which help produce the haze. Uh, I don't know if I yeah appreciated that. Is this all the? Would this all be the case all the time then? That the haziness comes from the yeast. Um, that's a, a very good question. Um, I'm not too sure actually. Isn't it? I was reading somewhere else that um. The haziness actually comes from, is it the proteins in the, in the style of, in the, um, ah, uh, geez, H, we should have done our research beforehand. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I guess I would have thought it was the, uh, the hops. But the hops. Yeah, perhaps, yeah. We should do our research. Um, hey, I shared this podcast with a, a friend that brews beer. Um, apparently mm. he had some pointers for me. <laughs> I'll have to get them off yeah. at one time. <laughs> Made okay, a few, cool. few, few, uh, inaccurate statements in the first few episodes. So, um, maybe we'd like to reiterate I, that we are not experts in any kind of way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think my reading. friends also, yeah, my friends also commented as well. They're like, Oh, I think Adrian's wrong about that. I was like, Oh, yeah, really? probably. I'm not too sure either. So whatever. Well, email into us, beerandpodcast yeah. at gmail.com. With corrections, have we have we got any emails? <laughs> no, so, so far, please right? send one, anyone, you know. Yeah, it, and it doesn't have to be beer related, please. No. <laughs> we just <laughs> we're lonely, man. We want we want some emails. Yeah. <laughs> um, um. So last last point I'll probably make is about the hops. The addition of late hops in the boil is also regularly practiced. Hops are added to beer roughly one hour prior to the completion of the boiling process which amplifies mm. aroma while extracting less of the hops' alpha acids, which produce, uh, produces the beer's bitterness. Um, mm. Brewers avoid filtering any IPAs, which also helps avoid flavor loss. It's yep. just pure hop juice. <laughs> yeah, so that's, uh, that's, I think that's why um, they're also known as unfiltered IPAs. Mm. Like New England IPAs are also known as unfiltered IPAs. But yeah. I also think um, it's uh, New England IPAs are also an evolution of um, hazy IPAs. There was a period when they, you know, when you know, pale ales came out, and then Indian pale ales were quite popular as a style, and then hazy Indian pale ales were were right. popular. And then there was a period of sub uh, a sub style of of um, Double dry hopped IPAs like DDH yeah. IPAs. Oh yeah, yeah, DDH. Yeah, mm. and then and then New England IPAs then became its own style as as well. So it is a little bit confusing, but I feel like the hazy haziness from a, a New England IPA um, sort of evolved from like a hazy IPA and possibly a, a DDH IPA as well. Mm. Um, that's that's what I'm imagining in my mind, or what I've kind of seen in terms of the the craft beer scene in the last last few years yeah okay but i could be wrong i could be wrong though yeah. probably are too <laughs> <laughs> come on man <laughs> <laughs> you made mistakes yeah no, no, I I, mistakes this episode <laughs> yeah i'm making mistakes whilst i'm reading facts from a website so um <laughs> <laughs> um well that'll probably uh, yeah. conclude 
conclude well, conclude the the NEIPA fact section of the podcast um containing minimal facts um yep yep so eric let's hear about your beer you've told me a little bit about your connections to it but yeah you you just discovered this in your local uh yep yeah. uh it was um uh my partner's friend um uh, he he ordered a, a six pack I think online and he said like um it was one of the the best things that he he came across. It was the um the mandarin flavored one and he's like give it a go and and the first time I had it I was yeah I couldn't believe how how I I can't describe it other than and than juicy. It was like super mm. super thirst quenching sort of like with strong mandarin sort of flavor uh flavor flavor profile in it as well and. Yeah, I thought that was it was really, really, really tasty. When you say like mandarin, it is actually mandarin juice that they've added to it. Uh yeah, I think so. Okay. I think it's I I'm I I think I'm getting the fruit wrong. I think it's um uh tangerine actually. Mm. Are they they're different mandarin, tangerine, they're different, right? Um look, I don't want to put myself out there and get another fact wrong, so um, <laughs> No, I'm gonna say they're different. <laughs> it's uh um, quiz. It's... <laughs> the one that I had, I think it was called uh, Make America Juicy Again. <laughs> and I'm just trying to find it. Make America Juicy Again. Try Let me just get the fruit. The fruit. Yeah, that's. But yeah, that was the um, first time I came across this brewery, and I thought it was um, pretty darn good. Mm. Yeah, they do. They also do like um, they're they're well known for their porters and and um, and um, stouts as well. Okay, heritage. They do. They, yeah, they do like a caramel. They call it a caramel mucchiato. It's Ooh. a caramel and vanilla style sort of um, porter. That's mm. very good. Actually, no, no, sorry. Yeah, it is Mandarin. The heretic one that I had, it, it was Mandarin. So, yeah, that's right. Yeah, right. Oh, uh, with mango. Yeah, cool. Um, mm. Oh, it's a fruit in the IPA. Yeah. Because I, I guess I always um, wonder if it's just like their their naming convention is like, they've described what it tastes like rather than what they've put in it like they do with wines but they've actually just put mandarin in it yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and to be fair age the um the mandarin one it has a like the flavor is is much more like there's a much stronger mandarin flavor mm. this mango one here it it, it isn't quite so strong and yeah, it does, okay. the mango doesn't really come out in in this one that I'm having today. But um, if you get a get your hands on the mandarin one, that's um quite yeah. It's it's it comes highly recommended. I think mm. I think you'll definitely change your your views on New England IPAs. But I know you're really like yeah. Know. I was gonna say I already like them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you don't need yeah, to convince like, me. Yeah, it's like lager. Sorry, sorry, it's not yeah, like lager. Yeah. You actually like New England IPAs. Yeah. 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 Um. um what what do you Yourself? like about this one? This one, um, to be fair, it does taste just like a hazy IPA, mm. and I don't think the mango notes are that strong. 
Um, okay. I still prefer the Mandarin one over this one, but mm. it's still a very good hazy, as you can see yeah, on yeah, the yeah. screen here. Very um, nice hazy, um, uh, like hazy tasting IPA. Um, yeah. Okay. Back back of the and can, facts. What are we looking at percentage wise? This isn't too bad. This is only six point five percent. I think oh, the me. Mandarin. It looks yeah, like a I big mean, can, mate. <laughs> no, it's a big, and it is. It's still a pint. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, let me see if it's got a description. Mm. No, it just says um, you need to let it ripen before. It yields the sweetest juice. That's all it says. How do you ripen it? By letting it breathe, I guess. <laughs> By cracking it open, letting it breathe like wine. I don't know. That's <laughs> snobby, snobby yeah. beer drinkers would say that. <laughs> like ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Yours? Tell me about yours today. Deeds Brewing, uh, Glen Iris, Australia. Uh, is I've had this one before, so I had this um early 2020, I think, is when I actually got it. Um, mm-hmm. because we were supposed to go to a uh, what do you call it, beer festival, uh, mm. in Melbourne, just as um, yeah, COVID started rearing its ugly head. Uh, so mm. we. The event got cancelled, but we weren't in lockdown yet. So instead of doing or instead of going to the the beer festival, we all just came around to my place and all brought some beers of interest that we all thought might be good to share. So mm-hmm. there was four of us. Um, it was really fun. Like we just all had a bunch of beers that we brought and then shared each of them. So you had like a little bit of a lot of beers. Uh, And then we started um, trying to diplomatically and um, uh, collaboratively rank the beers. So we all had Mm -hmm. to, we lined all the beers up in the middle of the table and had to agree on its positioning as a group, uh, which (laughs) was really hard because, you know, I hate lagers. And so, um, well, I've recently discovered I don't hate them. Um, but I disliked the one that was brought on that night. And so I didn't want to put it anywhere near the top of the table. So I put it like down the end, but there was someone else that liked it. And, and same goes for things like this. This is a very intense beer. Like it's quite strong. It's very juicy. Uh, and it's still quite hoppy beer. Um, and yeah, it's, it's quite a lot to the stomach. And that's why it was actually probably a pretty good one to share and why I was scared mm. to crack it on my own. Uh, yep. and so I was waiting, waiting for a friend and it's been two years, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't shared it with anyone. <laughs> oh, so sad. I know. <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, that was a fun night. That was the first time I had this beer. Uh, I think I actually, I think I must've bought two because this is still from that night. Um, mm. the second one that's been in my fridge since then. I know beer can go off, but so far I've been cracking some of my old beers lately and they haven't tasted bad. So um, <laughs> so I think I got away with it. Mm. Taste, probably tastes better, if anything. Um, mm. <laughs> hey, that, that juice strain that you're drinking now, that's mm. a double. They also do the, the single, right? They do the that's single, yeah. Du- so this is the double version. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, which, if I was to read the back. 
of the can. It is in honor of their first hazy IPA. They decided to double the hops uh, and bring the world the double juice train to celebrate the summer season of 2019. Oh, so cool. Uh, those are the days. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, it's a... um. Yeah, it's a hazy IPA, they sort of call it, essentially. Uh, yeah. It's um, it's funny you um, mentioned the the juice train, because I, I, I told you that I tried the, the single sort of New England um, juice train, right? Mm. The one that's 6.5%. Uh, okay. No, I can't remember. Can I, can I read you? Because I, I posted up on a, a random Instagram account. Um, with my partner called Pots and Pints, and um, <laughs> you posted onto it. Yeah, yeah, we did a little post with a description, right? Oh, this is the one you. How many followers have you got there, mate? <laughs> uh, hardly anyone. I when was the last time pri- you made a post? It's a private account. It's a private account, but um, was that the one um, and only post you made? No, I made a couple. Made a couple. Mm. Also, did the um, I don't know. If we talked about the the a goze have we spoken mm. about a goze before uh we spoke about sours sours yeah but um we've got a description here and i i think this is completely wrong but can <laughs> i read you the description but so of, this of, is um eric's opinion of of what what time what when was this this was posted all right may may 2021 okay. last year so um this is the single the single uh juice train um, the single New England IPA juice train. And I said, um, one's sure to be enamored by this full-bodied, seemingly session ale-like beer. It is easy to drink, bursting with flavor thanks to its fruity galaxy hops. I don't know if that's true or not. But with an ABV of 6.5%, don't let this New England IPA fool you. What's it fooling you about? Because it tastes quite light, but it's actually oh. quite strong. Oh, okay, mm. okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well done. Day with the day. Twenty-one, Eric. You us, you sound like a bloody yeah. You sound like a bloody twenty-one-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just trying to create a uh, what do you call it? Like a persona on the internet. Yeah, like I am on this podcast. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> 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 what a what a imposter! What an imposter! Uh, so, have you got any other beers in the NEIPA range that you'd recommend? Any favourites? Oh, good question. Oh, I had a. F- I think I had one the other day, but I, can- I forgot. That's not good, is it? That's cool not story. In this- <laughs> cool story, Hansel. Moving on about yourself. Have you got any um, other NEIPAs? <laughs> I shouldn't have made that joke. Um, honestly, I think this is probably my favorite. Um, I still had fond memories from it a couple of years back. But yeah, I think I'm trying to remember if it was Wolf of the Willows that did one. Wolf of the Willows. Oh, that's mm. Anyway. Yeah, look. Deeds are generally pretty good at most things they do, whether it's their double or single <laughs> juice train. Yeah, they're really killing it, Age. They um they had yeah. a co- collaboration with um one of the um Singaporean breweries recently. All right. I was telling you about them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They um 
so they're they're really expanding and they've they've kind of like um yeah, expanded into Asia or or Singapore at least. Like um, collaborative brews? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. So um yeah, they're doing quite well. I do like I do I do like the juice train. I think that's the only one that one and also the Lamington one. Quite nice. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I did drink that the other day. Um very good. Because I think I, I bought it after I saw you um, drinking it. <laughs> <laughs> or you mentioned it to me? I can't remember. Yeah. I think I sent you a pick or something. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, we're really like, we're really under, like, I got nothing to talk about with um, an IPA. Um, I think they're just like a, like, they're just a fruitier version of IPA. So, like, to go along with the, that florally, armpits as you like hey um, i like that it's just it's a fruit version of of that like it's still got a lot of the same characteristics i think except it's a lot i don't know it, it is a lot more palatable absolutely i think i can drink more of these than i can just straight ipas that's probably I would like, agree with you there it's probably one of my favorite styles of beer i'm, I'm often tempted when i see it on the wall at a brewery mm. or a uh bar I'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll gravitate towards it, uh, especially in summer, especially at the start of a session. Uh, it's a good um, way to go. Um, or if you're just feeling like you need a refresh. Yep. Yeah. But it is quite strong, though. It's, it's, yeah, they are deceiving. often. Yeah. Yeah, it's very deceiving. Be careful. Be careful. Mm. Eric's beer warning. <laughs> um... So, Age, the topic that we're going to talk about today, shall we move on? Have you had enough? Yeah, I think IPA we'll chat. We'll move we'll, on. We'll 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 um break it up with a beer game. Um, but this week, a beer and coffee game. Mmm. Hit me. Um, am I am I um answering? I am. Yes. Right? Well, have you prepared any <laughs> questions? <laughs> No, no, that was a silly question. Then I better do it. Um, oh, yeah. So this one I've called Battle of Broadsheet for those Ooh. that are familiar. Oh, I used to love Broadsheet. Broadsheet. Is, that like, is it Ooh. Melbourne-based specifically? Um, oh, no, they've got them for all of Australia and New Zealand. Hmm. But that was, my, that was my go-to website when I was um, trying to um, find a date spot. Not not that yeah. I went on not, not that I went on many dates, but like on the on the few occasions that I needed a date spot, mm. um, sheet was my go-to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that a concrete playground for anyone who remembers oh, concrete yeah, yeah, playground. Yeah, I remember that too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm sure your age, age. Maybe we shouldn't mention concrete playground. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, I don't uh, know where. It... Yes, broadsheet. Broadsheet. Um, mm. you know, ruining. Uh, Quiet spots across Melbourne. Yeah, yeah. Hey, that's so true, right? It's like, <laughs> where where was the place that you used to go to? Was it um was it somewhere in Carlton or somewhere in Clifton Hill? I don't know. Carlton Cellars was it? Carlton oh, Cellars? Carlton Cellars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Carlton Cellars. That's in Thornbury. Oh, I still Carlton, go there. Car- no, there was a place. It was a cheese oh. place. It was a really nice cheese place that you were and and um our friend Anna used to go to, and then. It got really busy all of a sudden, and I think... Fromagier. Ah, Fromagier. Fromagieri. Is it Fromagieri? Or Fromagiero? I don't know. We'll get a correction about that. Yeah. Um, 
Anyway, um, broadsheet. Uh, yes. Battle of broadsheet. So I've got a list of the best Melbourne brewery or coffee roasters posted. Ooh, oh, okay. When was this? June 2020 for the for the coffee. And no idea for the beer. Anyway, uh, so I'll give you a name of either a coffee roaster or a brewery in Melbourne. And mm. you have to guess whether it's a brewery or a coffee roaster. Nice. Um, some of them I've had to omit parts of their name because it's obviously giving away whether they're a roaster or a brewer. Um, yeah. But we'll, we'll, we'll work on that. Um, we'll start off. And you, you might know some of these anyway. So we'll see how, you, how much you've kept up with your Melbourne coffee culture. <laughs> okay. Um, first off, assembly store. Um, that's coffee. Mm. Yeah, store kind of gives it away, I guess. Um, yeah. In Carlton, I could go and find some more information about that, but I won't. How about Bloom? I'm going to say coffee because there's a Bloom coffee here in Singapore. Oh, really? I wonder if it's similar. It's also coffee in Abbotsford. What does... Have they got a logo? Is it a Probably. cloud? <laughs> Probably. I don't know. <laughs> um, I used to go there when my girlfriend was living in Abbotsford. It's quite a nice mm. place. Um, really mm. good coffee. Chatty dude. Bloom. Mm. Ch- chatty dude. Yeah. Okay. The <laughs> uh, owner or the Brewster? Hmm? No, the, uh, I guess he, he, I think he was the owner um, and the coffee roaster. Um, nice. Hmm. How about co-conspirators? Co-conspirators. That would have to be um, beer. Okay. Okay. Brewery. He got it, Brunswick. Okay, You've also got okay. a 50-50 chance, so. <laughs> <laughs> that was the third one. It had to be beer by then. Oh, yeah, of course. Seven Seeds. Uh, seven Seeds, I've heard of. That's coffee. Oh, bloody hell. Uh, yeah, that's it. I was thinking. Sorry. No, 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 go on. I was thinking Seven Seeds um, Cider. Ah. Oh. No, no, no. But yeah, it's a... I think that was a um, <laughs> collaboration that ended up setting up shop in Fairfield. Sorry. Yeah, right. Okay. That was a post-COVID cough. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right. Well, Wood & Co. Oh, that's a tough one. I would say beer. Oh, yes, Brewery. I got him. It's coffee. Damn it. Brunswick. Uh, a lot of these suburbs come up often. They're off, They're good for both breweries and coffee roasters. That's true, actually. Yeah. Uh, Molly Rose. Molly Rose is a, I want to say coffee. Oh, no, it's a brewery. Got you there, too. Damn. I used to ride past it on my way to work. Uh, it's in Collingwood on um, Wellington Street. Mm. Any good? Uh, I've only had a beer or two there, uh, from there. But I really wanted to go when I was just, I changed the way I ride to work and now I keep forgetting about it. Um, <laughs> and it's a little awkward to get to um, from where I am. Uh, so I haven't been back, but looks nice. It's a cool place. Okay. How about Alchemy? Coffee. Ah, brewery. Oh my goodness. I'm really struggling here. Yeah. Um, in Brunswick East. Uh, last one. Where am I up to? Small batch. Please tell me it's coffee. Oh, yeah, God. it is. <laughs> oh. North Melbourne Thank goodness. Uh, auction house. Um, 
Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I've been there. Hmm. Small batch. North, uh, yeah, I've been there, I've been there. It's good. It's mm. a good place. Okay. Um, I don't know Wait, how many you got Wait, hold on. Hmm? Anna lives near there. Yeah, I think Our so. Our mate Anna, yeah. lives, she lives in a small batch. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, good work. Uh, I think I got 50%. I I'm think sure. I passed again. I think you passed, yeah. Mm-hmm. Always pass your I had to cut out one because I realized I just mentioned it before. Wolf of the Willows. Um, oh, yes. Frankly, <laughs> your memory is still intact. All right, shall we move on to the end section of our podcast, Eric? Coffee. Coffee, yes. Coffee age. Wow, that's <laughs> something that um, that you and I are both quite fond of. Coffee, um, yes. Something, something that we, we regularly... Um, killed time with when we didn't want to speak to each other we would hmm. go and find a cafe so we can indulge in um um coffee mm. and um and and maybe a nice meal when we're when we're traveling and um yeah it was a good way to nice read a meal, book nice book not chat to each other mm. it, was, it, was, it was brilliant it was, it was a yeah. good way to bit of alone time but still but still have your presence there not that well, that's right so we we um we both lived in the uk in 2016 to 18 and did a bit of travel together a lot of travel together <laughs> <laughs> hence hence why we needed to find a lot of coffee places yeah we, we got into quite the um swing of exploring cities at the end of both our visas we we traveled i Probably, wait, do we travel the same amount of time, three months? No. No, I think I, I think we did some different things along the way. Yeah. Oh, because you still had we... your job. Yeah. Yeah, I was still <laughs> trying to make ends meet. Yeah. <laughs> I was out of there. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But when we were traveling, and even if we were just doing like weekends or trips in between somewhere, it was always, you know, the night before, look up, wear a coffee, um, <laughs> or where a cafe is, and for that the would next be day. for the next day, and that would be the start of the day. Find somewhere to have a good coffee, and then figure out what to do for the rest of the day. <laughs> which uh, was, which, yeah. At age, and the funny thing was, was like, yeah, have coffee and brunch, and maybe spend a couple of hours there, or maybe an hour and a half, and yeah. then try to find something to do. And when we couldn't find anything to do, it ended up being Get another coffee. We ended up going to like a bar and like, oh yeah, yeah. Two, Two, three o'clock, which is like, what the hell are we doing? This yeah. is. I loved it. Like yeah. I, I don't know. I, you know, there's things to see. I guess you know, historical yeah, yeah. sites of significance that <laughs> that might be also good. But it was just nice, like yeah, finding because often they'd be in. It it would also be a a point of finding a cafe in a cool area that we wanted to explore, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. you'd kind of start at the cafe and then go from there. Um, mm. So it was kind of like part of the exploration of the of a city was finding yeah. a good coffee place to start um yeah. i guess um us growing up in melbourne like and 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 with melbourne having such a big um coffee culture mm. did you feel when we were traveling not that i knew much about coffee at the time and i still mm. don't um but did you feel somewhat pretentious or elitist when it came to choosing absolutely a coffee <laughs> okay <laughs> that's what i thought mm. <laughs> um i think it was most difficult is... when we first landed in in london mm. finding 
the style of coffee that we were used to. Um, yes. And I think initially, probably the, the main issue was I usually have a soy coffee because um, mm. milk's no good for my tum. And <laughs> and the soy milk there was just so shit. And so we had to find places that did bonsoi. <laughs> and, and I essentially would look at their wall, see if they had bonsoi, and that would be <laughs> a reason for me to either order a black coffee or a soy. Um, and once I found those places and I realized what the problem was, um, I got so many, like, bad soy flat whites because they were just using really terrible um all pro was the brand uh soy milk that just overpowered it and it was just disgusting so yeah i just avoided any other milk like the plague uh there was probably other milk styles that were okay but i just didn't know them and i didn't trust them so if i didn't see bon soy i didn't have a soy flat white that's so um that's so interesting age because it's like the coffee that you were used to in in a Melbourne, mm. I would say, like that's you know that's what your um, I guess that's the the taste that you were always after. So now though, say several years down the track, like has your like is that style of coffee um, still what you go for, or do you feel like um, your your taste in coffee has evolved and you don't soy milk or soy flat white, you can happily appreciate a good coffee days uh i think the the yeah my my coffee consumption has definitely changed i now i think i think maybe i started doing it when i was in the uk i got a bit fed up with getting bad coffees or like struggling to find um good coffees in certain areas and so i i bought a aeropress and started making my own at home, and, and I would just have that black. Um, mm. And then I started having it, and I would never used to have coffees every day. Uh, but then I started doing it every day when I had the Aeropress, and then I started mm-hmm. really enjoying a black coffee to start the day. Mm. Whereas before, yep. I would only ever get like a soy flat white or a flat white in general when mm. I go out for breakfast or um, if someone suggested at work. But I wouldn't have a coffee every day. And now, yeah. since then, I there it would be a very, very strange day for me to not have a coffee. Uh, yeah. And, <laughs> and I was using the AeroPress at home for quite a while, even when I came back to Melbourne, but now I've started using like a mocha pot. Um, wow. So you graduated. Graduated. I, I don't know. It's just, it, it's, yeah, very different style. Um, it's still black, but it's a lot richer. Um, mm. and I guess it's, yeah, a different process, but yeah, it, so yeah, like, I think my appreciation of coffee now is like, it's turned into a bit more of a requirement rather than a, a, um, a pleasure, but it's not a requirement. Like, I don't think anything bad would happen if I didn't have a coffee. It's just, I'd be like anxious about not having it rather than like yeah. me actually feeling any different. So, yeah. I. I think you're right there. I think coffee naturally is quite addictive, but I also think that because I'm I'm a bit like you, you know, like used to always crave a a milk based coffee or mm. you know fat white, and I'm okay going with dairy. Like 
even though it's not good for my tum tum as well, <laughs> I, I'm okay. I'm okay drinking the dairy. I don't. It's worth it. You know, it's worth it. It's, still, it's very delicious. But I think um, why I think I I'm a bit like you. I I do just ha- I'm happy to just drink a black coffee because I think some of it's due to cost as well. I think if we were to have a milk coffee oh, every yeah. day, oh my goodness, that would mm. really hit the hip pocket, right? But I think I've learned to appreciate black coffee as well. And and in Singapore, like you can get uh, a black coffee, and which is it's different. It's a different style of coffee mm. to to you know Western style of coffee. But you're only paying about a dollar, dollar twenty. Yeah. How's it made? And it's it's made. Um, they strain it in like. Oh, um, is that like the long tea and the long coffee? Yeah. Oh. You know, like they pull, pull tea, but in oh, coffee pull they kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but in, in Singapore, they kind of do that as well. And it's called Nanyang coffee. Hmm. Um, the thing about um, uh, coffee beans, especially in Asia, and it, it is changing too, but what I've um, realized is that, like in Western-style coffee, traditionally they use um, a lot of Arabica beans. Not not specialty coffee as such, but like hmm. traditionally, like Western-style coffee would use Arabica beans. And then in Asia, they would use more. Uh, robusta beans. This is what I've learned recently. Such and as ro- robusta beans generally are a bit more. Ch- <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> testing me. No, no, no. It's just, no. It sounded like you were just saying more robust beans. Oh right, right. That robusta Shit. is the variety. <laughs> oh, thanks for clearing that up. Yeah, <laughs> they're not just robust beans. Mm. It's the robusta beans. Um, but what I realized they're they're a bit more chocolatey as well. So like um yeah. Vietnamese coffee, for example, oh, they use robusta beans. Mm. Yeah. So that Vietnamese drip coffee right, is okay. definitely a lot more chocolatey. Mm-hmm. Um whilst you know like some some Western style coffee and, and I was really put off um black coffee when I first went to UK because they did like this fancy uh single origin drip coffee and it was so acidic. Yeah. And I realized that I, I hate acidic kind of style coffee or or, or stuff mm. or, or beans yeah yeah and, uh, and i don't know what kind of bean or beans that is but like i i imagine it was some kind of actually don't know where from but <laughs> it's definitely i don't i definitely do not like the acidic sort of um fruity style um beans i definitely yeah. um, gravitate towards the chocolatey style of oh yeah me too. which is a bit more earthy mm. as well i think that's what i i tend to like and um so, age. Do you like um acidic coffee or like the the single origin style of black coffee? And what is single origin as well? I don't, no I don't idea. Know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll admit to but this yeah. one. No idea. Um, oh, good. But I think that would probably be be. <laughs> you know, like when you go to a winery and they're like, "Oh, this is our single vineyard." Um, oh, I don't know. I see, like I it's see. a. It's the it's a bean instead of like a collection of arabica beans from one particular area. It's a set of those beans from one particular field. <laughs> I shouldn't even oh, guess. <laughs> it sounds right. I don't know. Hang on. Let's let's Google that because that that's terrible of me to just assume such things. Um, <laughs> but it's, what does um... single origin coffee mean? What is it? What does it um, say? Coffee basics. Single origin coffee. On the surface, single origin sounds like 
a straightforward description of something that comes from one place yet like so many other things in coffee what it means depends a lot on the context defining a place can be very complicated look at the shut up just tell me the answer oh actually i'm not far off so if a coffee comes from one farm or producer we often name it after the farm or producer this is from a website about an actual coffee roaster specifically so we name our single origin coffees as specifically as possible using um, guidance from the producers so it's the coffee that comes from a single producer in a single area Mm. rather than a collection of beans from or a collection of the same style of beans from an area using different farmers it's the actual beans from one place so you know I was right, right? Yeah, pretty close, man. Not yeah. bad. Good job. Good job. <laughs> um, what? What? So makes... I don't know if that makes it um, easier or harder to, I guess, describe in terms of what you like about it. Because, like, the single origin is just a branding. It's not like a. It doesn't influence. Well, I guess it would influence the the flavor because it's maybe a lot more specific. I don't know, like it's, there's a lot less variation between the beans that you're mm. tasting. It's all from the same area and the same um, climate, the same conditions it was grown and it was picked at the same time. So I guess it probably mm. is very, what's the word I'm looking for, Eric? Unique. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> but I don't know if I've ever like described it as, mm, yes, this is, <laughs> it's not like I can taste it at single origin. Um, mm. I think that's just something that they can tell you about the beans that you're tasting, that they are single origin. Yeah, it seems like um, seems like uh, a gimmick to me. Well, it's not <laughs> a gimmick. It's just a just like it's just a background of the beans that you're you're drinking. But I think to actually answer your question about acidity, I don't really like acidity. <laughs> yeah, uh, you're more uh, a chocolatey kind of oh, guy. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. those multi caramelly chocolatey bit of bit of orange won't go astray. I like a bit of orange in my coffee. Um, mm. Orange bitterness. Um, you like but... your jaffers, huh? Mm. You like your jaffers? Oh yeah. yeah. My grandpa would say, um, you know, rolling the jaffers down the the aisle um, at the yeah. cinema. Um, apparently, you're, that you're... was quite a rebellious thing to do as a, a youth in the yeah uh i don't know in the in the 40s <laughs> 50s when he was when he was rolling his jaffers <laughs> rolling his jaffers down the aisle yeah he was a yeah you're just boy, another typical you're just another typical jaffa aren't you age <laughs> that's um you know what that is <laughs> yeah yeah did i tell you just another fucking aucklander yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, just another fucking Australian. Oh no, no, no. Um, we when I moved out of my house, we did like interviews for my room. Um, uh, and this uh, New Zealand chick came around, and um, and you know, it's that awkward meet and greet, and you're like, "Hey, where are you from? What do you do?" She's like, "Oh, I'm the Jaffa." I'm like, "I don't know if that's a." It's, it's like I'm like, is that a like derogatory term in some way? um yeah. or like a racial slur i don't know <laughs> um yeah. and so and she goes oh just another fucking aucklander um yeah yeah and she was from yeah new zealand so 
<laughs> so good. So funny. good when you told me that. That was quite, quite funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, in uh, terms of um, age, in terms of Melbourne coffee, why? Like in terms of its history and why you know Melbourne coffee is so, yes, you know, popular or that style of of coffee anyway. Um, do you think a lot of that has to do with um, the migrants to the country, like Italians, Greeks, hmm. in the in the fifties and sixties when they came to Australia and they sort of like sort of um, started that coffee culture? Yeah, I don't know. I was just gonna say it's good marketing <laughs> <laughs> because, like, I feel like it is very much not just about the coffee itself, but the the culture of coffee. Um, mm, mm, and how we, I don't know, like, you don't see, you don't see coffee chains in Melbourne, like Starbucks failed any other kind of like, the only coffee mm. chain you might see is like your muffin break or your <laughs> Jamaican blue at the, at the, um, at the supermarket. Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> and, and, you know, McDonald's has their McCafe, uh, yeah, but yeah. outside, you know, supermarkets, in any like street in any like in any kind of suburb or city in within Melbourne you don't see any any chains they're all independent stores they're all yeah run by uh locals and i think it's just mm-hmm. a it's just a culture of of really i don't know like supporting that yeah, yeah. there's yeah. just like there's no need for chain brand coffee here yep uh and I just don't think anyone would want that either. Well, I mean, I don't, mm. but, um, yeah. And I mean, I work in Fitzroy, which is, you know, on the outskirts of the CBD. So it's like right in the city, really. Um, and yeah, there's just such a uh, uh, collection of, of, uh, yeah, cafes that you could get a coffee from around yeah. um, for work. And it's, I really love it. Um, I've got options. Um, yeah. And yeah, and like I have no, I have like particular favorites, but I also like just finding new ones. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't know. I feel like the the Melbourne coffee is more to me. It's more a culture, and I don't know enough about the history as to why it evolved as a bit mm. of a thing um, mm. that gets brandied around. Um, I don't know how far and wide that reputation exists, but well. Well, it's like age, like it's pretty crazy because like even when I speak to, to locals here in Singapore, even when I'm on the plane, when I go head back home to Melbourne, it's oh, like yeah. you overhear tourists talking about what they're going to do when they're in Melbourne. Oh, I can't wait when I arrive at straight to this cafe that I've always go to when I go to Melbourne or all I'm going to do every day is drink coffee and, and brunch. And it's just like, huh, that's what we're known for. And mm. it's like, I guess I guess that is what what Melbourne's known for, right? Like that that mm. that is has really just expanded, and and that reputation um, for what we are as a city is like, yeah. You go to Melbourne, and you go first thing you go to our fresco sort of dining or our fresco sort of <laughs> lunch cafes, and you have a coffee, mm. and you have brunch, yeah. and, or you go, you know, get a pastry somewhere, and you have a coffee, and it's just and that is like you know, go to the park and have a coffee is just like. Well, mm. I, I don't know how we got to be known for that because, like, I feel like now a lot of places around the world do do good coffee. And yeah. they, the weird thing is sometimes they even market 
Melbourne style cafe. Yeah. Melbourne style coffee. I do kind remember like getting into um, London. We were walking around and we found like a coffee place that we found out the guy was Australian and, and he kind of yeah. sheepishly told us he was from Sydney and he was almost a bit worried when he found out we were from Melbourne, what, what we'd think of his coffee. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I was like, dude, I'm sure it's fine. And it actually wasn't, but it was. <laughs> <laughs> but again, I think that I was. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. I remember that age of off shit. We were excited to find like, oh, this guy's Australian. Um, yeah. He might do a good coffee. And it was like before we came. He was an imposter. Yeah, no, he but was he was honestly, he, he had genuine, like, fear um, yeah, about so serving funny. coffee to someone from Melbourne. And I was like, dude, yeah. don't worry about it. Uh, yeah. But, but to, his, fears, his fears were warranted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did like his coffee. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Um, I think it's such such an odd thing. But, um, mm. yeah, I think it's something, something to be proud of, I guess, is to just um keep those standards so high i guess yeah yeah i found coffee in like scandinavia quite interesting um because that that's good good interesting right like yeah no no good interesting because it was mm. they were very very boutique um mm. like they had they had starbucks in in like their cities and um Mm-mm-mm. but you know they they had a lot of other yeah really um they were so small, the the and all they would oh well, I'm sure there are other ones that did it, but it wasn't like Melbourne where it's you go to a cafe, mm. you have brunch, you get a, a coffee. It was like they mm. just did coffee and yep. and they did it in like a bunch of different varieties. Oh varieties, yep. like they brewed it in many different ways. <coughs> uh and it was expensive. Um, <laughs> but I think that was more the uh, the conversion in the dollar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But it was yeah. They they like, and they, they, I think there was a lot of pride in doing it well. Yep. Um. I yeah. Um. I totally agree with the age, and I I feel like um, Scandinavia is, is definitely one of those regions where they're very proud of their coffee, but also. Japan, when you go to Japan, oh, okay. a lot of independent coffee shops as well. Because hmm. it's like when I was in Japan in two thousand nine, it was before I really drank coffee, so yeah, um, I didn't drink it there. Oh, maybe we need to, yeah, we need to go back and do a coffee or beer and coffee trip because I think Japan's very, <laughs> very good. Both of of those things. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, beer and proud. on the road. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. Mm. We'll do a podcast on the road. Mm-mm. Where else in the world did you find the coffee particularly good or particularly bad? Hmm. I feel like um, uh, L- London was definitely hit and miss. Mm. I felt like the places you showed me in Liverpool were actually really good. <laughs> um, um, yeah. I only found like... I found one place that I went back to a lot and then a couple other places I might go. Um, mm. But they, it was, like, terrible because, like, England is huge on their coffee chains. Costa. Mm. Uh, Actually, yeah, that's the funny thing is, I felt like some of their coffee chains were quite... Um, the good thing about the coffee chains were that it was they consistent. were consistent. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so... We both agree on that. Yeah, I would... above average. Yeah, I would go to Costa quite often in... 
um, <laughs> Liverpool because there wasn't anything nearby that did a good coffee. Well, what I thought was a good coffee. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, especially like on the weekend, I didn't have any friends in Liverpool. I was only there like three, <laughs> three months. And so if I wanted to just like, if I had a day off, I'd just go to the local Costa and read my book. Because <laughs> um, there was nothing around me that did anything halfway decent. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And because I lived on sort of the outskirts of Liverpool. And yeah, I could go into the city and find a good place, but it was a bit more of a trek if I only had like a couple of hours. So I never did that. Every, well, I didn't do that all the time. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Or when I was at work, they had a Costa in the hospital um so wow yeah so i would just get one there um yeah but yeah oh i was i was gonna say age like i think the one of the best coffees i had was actually when we both stayed down south um <gasps> near bournemouth bosca uh in bosca nova bosca nova damn oh, they were good yeah mm. They did a good soy flat white, yeah. and it was a big mug as well. Yeah. So they got the the proportions absolutely on point. And even and was, just the the entire like layout and setup of the place, it was just so. Yeah. It was like it was all kind of odd furniture, um, matched with you know they're all mismatched cutlery and mugs, yeah. and it's just like it. It's so it's I love that. Um, it's like they just went to the op shop and fitted out their place. And <laughs> yeah. Um, and age, we could always get a seat. I yeah. felt like it wasn't like a mm. crazy busy Melbourne cafe. But we could always get a seat mm. and we could always get this, um, their special, which was, which I, I always got their banana pancakes. Oh, How yeah. good were their banana, banana pancakes? pancakes? Yeah. Mm. Oh gosh. I would die for some right now. Mm. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. They were good. Oh. Did, did they both... ever play um, banana pancakes? Uh, I don't think cafe, I heard it there. No. When we're having banana pancakes. No. No, huh? Oh, that's, <laughs> that's me. That was me in yeah. another dream world, huh? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I miss um, Bosco Nova. Yeah, Bosco Nova. I bought their um, enamel Ooh. mug. Um, oh, that's a nice. I remember that. Did you still got that? Yeah, no, well, I do, but I don't use it anymore because I, I, um, I, I used it for a good few years. It would be my work mug. I would take it to work and use it. Um, but mm. I dropped it one day at work and I chipped it in oh, a shit. way that I couldn't drink out of it anymore. Because um, I chipped it from the bottom, um, and it went oh. through. Um, Gosh, yeah. So that was a shame. So now I, I um, put a little pot plant. I put a little plant in it, like a succulent in it. <laughs> so oh, it lives, nice! You repurposed. It, it lives on. Yeah, yeah. good job. Yeah. Okay. Um, how do you do your coffee each day? Do you have a coffee every day? Uh, not every day. You don't but make it close... at home. I don't make it at home. I mm. I just go get a a, a black coffee um, with no sugar, um, just a, a Nanyang Singaporean style coffee. You so just get that a, on the way to work. Uh yeah, get out of the hospital. Yeah, so oh, it's a kopi or kosong. Kopi is coffee. Kopi, yeah. Or which is um black, and then kosong is no sugar. Kopi or kosong. That's what I get. Hmm. Nice. Yeah. And yourself, you still make it or you still go and, um, no, I make it each morning. I, um, mocha pot. My, yeah. My mocha pot, buy my beans from, um, I got such a sweet little, like local milk bar <laughs> nearby. Um, yep. they're a cafe, but they call themselves a milk bar cause they do like goods and produce that you can buy from there. Yeah. Um, yep. 
so I buy my my beans um, in a little tin. I can like you you just sort of weigh it, um, and yeah, then I have a little hand grinder. It's a little ritual each morning. Grind my beans, make my mocha pot, um, but then I actually I take it to work in a thermos and then drink it there. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm I I I struggle to find the time for one to drink my coffee and have my breakfast before I get to work. Um, mm. So I'll often eat breakfast and then I just really like setting up my day with a coffee at work. So opening emails, <laughs> preparing, <laughs> preparing the day ahead um, as like a first little thing I do when I get there. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I find having the coffee at work is really nice. And um, yeah, if I'm doing it every day, um, it's much more economical for me to do it. <laughs> Um, oh, nice and make bit. it at home but I've gotten into the trap of just I, I've I've started buying um, or bringing tea to work because I got in the trap of buying coffee too often just because I was you know um, if I was doing some admin I just like mm. having something with me that I can drink <laughs> so mm-hmm. um, being a hot beverage of some sort so I found I was just buying coffee because I needed something to get me through the admin and so <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, that was a bit of a trap so i started yeah bringing in some some black teas to work um and that got me through. smart man mm. yeah save your save your, yeah. your 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 dollies mate yeah, yeah. um yeah in my I, I i found a new um a cool kit cup um or not a kit cup but a reusable cup have you uh, have you used do you have one at, in singapore that you use yeah, I've got a reusable cup. Yeah, what, I've got what a, a, a Avanti. I think it's called Avanti. Okay. My keep cup broke. Uh, yeah, I had like you know the keep cup branded keep cup, but it turns out like I don't know. It's just it's just not as good now. There's like so many <laughs> other options. Yeah, I've got like a Fresco or made by a Fresco. It's called. Okay. Okay. Um, and it's like a stainless steel reusable cup yeah. with a with a plastic screw on lid. So it keeps your coffee uh, like so warm. It's good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've got the same. I've got a stainless steel one as well. Yeah, same as yours. Yeah, um, yeah. Stainless steel is the way to go, man. Yeah, double ward. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you gotta get that extra protection, man. <laughs> exactly. Um, well, uh, that's probably enough coffee talk. All right, let's wrap this up, Eric. Now we 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 used to try and plan ahead as to what we would be drinking and talking about each episode uh but turns out we usually send text messages on the day of our recording (laughs) and figure it out as we go so let's let's not dive too much into what we might be talking about next time because we probably don't know ourselves um correct but just to remind listeners this is a, a fortnightly podcast so i try and edit it and release it each Wednesday. Sometimes I miss the deadline. Um, <laughs> each fortnight on a Wednesday. So look forward to that next time it pops up in your podcast feed. And as I briefly mentioned earlier, we do have an email if you would like to get in contact. <laughs> the and podcast at gmail.com. Uh, that's hey in the description. Love, love, to hear, love to hear from you guys. Mm, have a look in the description in your podcast feed. Any thoughts, comments, feedback, corrections as to my inaccuracies um, in, in, in either the brewing or the, the, the coffee processes um, or just general, general knowledge? 
um so we'll we'll leave there do you have a um a cheers for me yes h um i do actually i want you to do uh, the send off this week in um in finnish Mm. um can you say cheers in finnish okay um i should have got up google translate finnish hey that's with two n's is that correct not (laughs) one (laughs) <laughs> oh i like this one um okay yeah i'm gonna give it to us i'm gonna um butcher it but um thanks for listening and kippus kippus everybody